I'm going to start this off by saying that I've never really been a Redditor, never used a sub before, so I apologize if this isn't formatted to what you're used to. But after reading some of the posts in here, I think this is most likely the place to put my story. I'm 34 years old, a woman, and unmarried, which means I occasionally get the pleasure of watching my niece and nephew while my sister and brother-in-law go on their bi-weekly date nights. This has been going on for the past two months or so. I previously didn't have much contact with my sister and her family for one reason or another, but in my efforts to become the cool aunt, I've been trying to get to know my niece and nephew just a little bit better. They are 8 and 11 respectively. My nephew has been into skateboarding lately, so I got him a new board for no other reason than that. He pestered me to take him to the skate park to try it out. I told him that I was down, but he had to stay within earshot of me. The reason behind this was because when I was growing up, the area that the skateboard park inhabited was really scummy. It's improved astronomically over the past decade, but what can I say? I have trust issues. I watched him like a hawk while he rode his new skateboard. My niece was sitting next to me playing with a naked-ass Barbie that I bought her. When I bought it for her, it was clothed, but at least she wasn't playing with an iPad. I was timing my nephew. I didn't really want to stay more than an hour, but when I saw how much fun he was having, I would periodically extend the time. As the sun was about to set, I went ahead and called him back over to me. My niece decided it was time to go to the bathroom. I, of course, not knowing how to be an adult around children, told her to wait until we got through 45 minutes of traffic, hit the freeway, and drove eight more miles to my house. Before you even say it, my dumbass did the math and decided that it was wrong to make her wait, so I took her to the public restroom near the parking lot of the park. My nephew went into the men's room while I went ahead and took my niece into the ladies' room. The bathroom by itself is enough of a creepy encounter. Gang graffiti, satanic symbols, whole rolls of toilet paper casually sitting in the toilet bowl, along with cracked mirrors. Spoiler, she didn't have to go after seeing the bathroom. I still made her wash her hands as if she were rolling around in toxic waste though. As she and I exit the bathroom, I see my nephew shooting the with an older man. Yes, the literal embodiment of stranger danger. He had moved significantly away from the bathroom, and I had to do a light jog while dragging an eight-year-old by the hand. As I'm trotting with my eight-year-old luggage, I can clearly hear the man say, Yeah, I remember your dad. We went to school together. Why don't you give me your number so we can all catch up? First of all, I was a year ahead of my brother-in-law in school, I don't remember some creepy late 40s guy in either of our grades. Second, what? I couldn't have heard that right. I got between them and told him to get away from my nephew. I also told my nephew that it was time for us to go home and to head towards the car. The older man piped up and said that he was just talking to my nephew. I took this moment to impolitely tell him that if he went near either one of the kids in my care, his genitalia would be rolling around my purse near my lipstick. I know that sounds harsh, but I don't care. I actually think I underreacted. This man, I swear, actually had the audacity to ask me if I had a teen pregnancy for having kids that age. Then he also told me that I looked too pretty to have two kids. He then continued to ask me my name and how old I indeed was. I'm like, 
Okay, you struck out with my nephew, so now you want to take a run at me? I got in my car and stayed put with the engine on to see if I could see what vehicle he was in so I could grab his license plate. After a few minutes, I just drove off because I just wanted to get my niece and my nephew away from the whole thing. I didn't want to frighten them. Through four years in the military and six years as a sheriff's deputy, I've learned that almost nobody can truly be trusted. The trauma that I faced in my own lifetime was enough to make me resilient. But hell, I still carry decoy money in my wallet and keep the rest in my bra. I also carry a pistol, and there's almost always a knife tucked on my belt. I told my sister and brother-in-law about the guy, and they filed a police report. In my own opinion, the report didn't seem very thorough. They also said that they would have a talk with my nephew, which I offered to be there for, but apparently my views cannot be articulated correctly for a child, which I guess I understand. Anyway, crisis avoided. I just hope this guy is looked into, and something gets done. At least an investigation. At this point, though, I can only hold out hope. I just can't really think of a situation where a 55-year-old man would need to ask an 11-year-old for their number. But hey, maybe I'm just old-fashioned like that. This last Friday night, my friend and I stopped at my regular gas station to pick something up for the evening. I pulled up and left her in my passenger seat with the car running and asked her to lock the doors. When I came back out from the mini-mart, I went to open my car door and she let me in before telling me that less than a minute before I walked out, a man came out of the gas station. My driver's side was facing away from the gas station and he walked up behind my car, between the gas pump and my side, and tried to open the rear driver's side door. When it didn't open, he just kept walking, made eye contact with my friend, and then went and got into the passenger seat of a truck that was parked nearby. Just as he was getting into the truck, that's when she saw me walk out. Now, it's worth mentioning that the city that I live in is the top sex trafficking city in our state, and our state is the ninth largest sex trafficking state in the entire U.S. At this point, I'm already pulling out of the gas station and getting the hell away from these people, whoever they are. When I stop to turn right out of the gas station, my friend yells at me. Holy sh**, they're following us. I'm not having this, so I whip a right turn and head for the highway connection. They're still behind us, so I end up pulling some Fast and Furious type driving to put as much distance and as many vehicles between us and them as possible. All the while telling my friend to find us the nearest police station. When she puts my phone up on the stand in front of me, I look at where we're going and decide to take a longer way that doesn't make sense to take if you're going to the area we're about to go to. Well, they continue to follow us, which removes all doubt in my mind that what we're experiencing is just coincidence. Finally, we merge onto the major highway and get some distance between us, but they're driving recklessly, doing their best to keep up behind us. That's when I cut in front of a line of speeding cars and we're able to lose them until we get to the police station. We ended up sitting in the police station parking lot for a while, just digesting what had happened, 
for checking the exterior of my car for anything they might have put on it. We then take another roundabout way to go back to my house, where we'll pass the gas station again, but where it gives us enough time to notice if anyone were following us once more. I know now that this wasn't the smartest idea, but whatever. As we pass the gas station, we see that the same truck is parked in the parking lot of the shopping center behind the gas station, facing the road that we had taken the last time we pulled out. I ended up going to a church near my house to avoid going straight home. That's where we called 911 from and filled in the operator on everything. Since then, we've heard nothing back, not that I expected to, and I've been anxious every time I leave my house, especially after dark. It's almost like I have this weird feeling that I'm being watched, even though I know it's in my head, or at least I think it is. Update. I went into the local police department today and filed a report. At the time of this encounter, there were a few reasons that prevented us from going into the police station, unless it was 100% necessary. Many of you mentioned in the comments that I should have immediately gone in with the plate numbers, and it was stupid not to, but we didn't have them. My state only requires rear-facing plates, and since they were never in front of us, we never had the opportunity to get the numbers. Additionally, the only description we had was a blue work truck with orange lights on top and a ladder in the back, as well as the fact that the two people were Hispanic males, one short and one tall. But with the lack of any real description, that wasn't going to help with much of anything at the time, especially considering that if they were traffickers and saw us go to the police station, we doubted they'd be in that vehicle in the area for too much longer. Update number two. It hasn't ended. Ever since this incident, both myself and my friend have had an encounter with the same vehicle, although it was different from the one that night. After work, around 8.30 p.m., a car pulled up directly next to mine in a completely empty parking lot. They didn't get out or try to talk to me or do anything else. They just sat. After a minute or two, I freaked out and went to leave. But just as soon as I started backing out of the spot, that's when they turned their lights back on and attempted to follow me. Luckily, I was able to lose them by running through a red light. The next night, my friend from that evening was on her way to her client's house when she noticed that she was being followed. She thought she was just being paranoid, but when she pulled into her client's driveway, the vehicle that followed her blocked her in, and again, just sat there, like they did to me. After a few minutes, another vehicle pulled up and did the same thing across the road from her, when finally, after another few minutes, both vehicles in question pulled off. She told me about this a few nights back, and we ended up deciding to send each other Google screenshots of what the vehicle looked like. We even sent them simultaneously to avoid any confirmation bias. When the images came through, it was obvious that we took images from Google of almost the exact same car. Hers even looked more like the car that followed me than my picture did. The only way they could have known where she lived or what she drives is if they A. Followed her car from my house 
one of the times she visited since then. Or B, they followed me to her house and have been watching her there. I think it's appropriate to say that we have one or more stalkers, most likely a group. I'm not quite sure what we do from here, but please wish us luck. Before I begin this story, I just want to say that I live in a big college town, so posting or responding to Craigslist ads looking for roommates is completely normal around these parts. This story takes place a few years back, but I remember it being a Thursday night. My best friend Katie was looking for a roommate as she lived with her mom and wanted to move out as soon as possible. She posted an ad on Craigslist looking for a one-bedroom or a room for rent with roommates. A guy who was about her age, around 22, texted her telling her that he and his girlfriend were about to have a room for rent in their townhouse as their other roommate was moving out. Excited and surprised at the affordability, Katie agreed to meet him and check the place out. Since she's not exactly an idiot, she brought our good friend Damon with her. They met this guy and the neighbors, and Katie decided that she really liked him and the place, but needed to get another opinion. Later that same evening, Katie called me and asked if I wanted to head over there to meet this guy. She told me how cool he was and how much we all have in common. I agreed. I texted my boyfriend who was at work at the time to let him know where I'd be just in case. We arrive at the apartment, and I'm instantly drawn to this guy. He had a great energy about him and was overall very sweet. His girlfriend worked across the street and came over for a few minutes while on our break. She was also pretty sweet, and I recognized her as one of my friend's sisters. She went back to work, and we continued talking and laughing with the guy and his neighbors. The guy had made a comment about him and his girlfriend and how they used to be into orgies and things alike. Katie and I, however, are not into such things but we just left it at that and ended up leaving the place around 3 a.m. so I could be there to pick up my boyfriend from work. The next night, Katie asked me if I wanted to go back over there to hang out, have a few drinks, and get to know his girlfriend a little bit better. Once again, I agreed. It was just the four of us this time, and we were all taking a few shots and had a couple of mixed drinks. Apparently, the girlfriend has some pretty crippling anxiety issues, Katie and I are both sympathetic to this, but the girlfriend ended up having a horrible drunken panic attack. We ended up leaving shortly after that as it was a bit much to handle, although we didn't think much of it once we left. Now, my and Katie's favorite series of movies is Harry Potter. The couple invited us over on Saturday night to have a Harry Potter marathon, but unfortunately, my boyfriend was at work and wouldn't be able to attend. Everything about that night was completely normal, up until he put the second movie in. Katie and I were sitting on the floor, and that's when his girlfriend came down to join us for a little girl talk and whatnot. A bit later, he came down to join us. Everything was normal for all of 10 seconds, when he decided to lay across all three of us. He began trying to grope Katie, and the girlfriend started groping at me. Katie and I made it very clear that this was not okay. But being pinned under the girlfriend, I wasn't able to get up as she is much bigger than me 
she begins to put her hands down my pants and try to insert her fingers as I'm trying to get up, all the while telling her to stop. He gets behind his girlfriend and begins to have sex with her. Katie and I are trying our best to stand up and extract ourselves from the situation when he finally says, Oh, are you not comfortable with this? We tell him that we were never comfortable with it and we need to leave. He lays down next to us as we gather our things and begins to touch himself. During this time, his girlfriend is trying to pull us back down and tackles Katie, once again beginning to grope her. We finally break free for good and run out of the house. The next day, we file a police report for SA and are still waiting to hear from a detective. Moral of the story is don't go looking for roommates on Craigslist. And don't just trust people because they seem nice. Creepy, forceful orgy couple? Think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's not meet again.